Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. This month, we're joined by the City of Bend Police Chief Mike Krantz. Chief Krantz is forming a new Police Chiefs Advisory Council, which is being formed to help create better dialogue between the police department and the community. He also explains how community members can get involved with the Advisory Council. Okay, today on the podcast, I am joined by Chief of Police Mike Krantz. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you. So today we're here to talk about um, this new advisory council, the police chief's advisory council that's being formed. Um, But I usually wanted to start off these podcasts by learning a little bit about you, let you tell our listeners about um, your background, where you came from and how you ended up working at the city of Bend. So um, maybe you want to start with letting us know what you were doing before you came to the city of Bend and then how you ended up becoming the chief of police here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was uh, born and raised in Portland, so on the non-sunny side of the mountains. And um, I think uh, after after college, I started working for Portland Police Bureau, and I've been there for uh, I was there for twenty little over twenty six and a half years. Uh, ultimately, leaving the Portland Police Bureau as the assistant chief of the services branch. Um, and I only left because uh, this position came open and I went through the, the process of, uh, of the search and ultimately found myself in the final, final couple applicants and was, was uh, very happily there, uh, selected. So um, that's why I left that side, came over to the sunny side. Um, and it's just been, it's been a great opportunity to, to use what I've learned for, for many years, most of my adult life, um, to bring it to Bend and continue working in in law enforcement and with a great agency and and a great community. So um, this police chief's advisory council, um, how did this kind of come about? What is it and um, what role are you hoping the advisory council to play uh, for you and the police department? Yeah, so something that's really crucial in policing is obviously building community trust. Um, Building that trust improves the legitimacy of policing in in the community that they serve. So there's things that happen naturally every day with police officers out on the street. That's just part of the job. That's the work. They engage with people. They talk to people. They get out of the car and play basketball. Um, They do a whole variety of things that comes along with policing, right? But there's also the idea that we need to focus on intentional activities and and focus on engagement um, to bring in a wider audience from the community to show people, teach people, discuss with people what we do, hear what our community believes um, that we do, and then work together to really educate um, both both the community and really educate the police department about what the community expects and, and believes is happening. I, I don't want to um, forget that the city of Bend Police Department has had a police chief advisory council since at least 2004, so for the last 18 years. It's been in various iterations. Um, so I just I want to be real intentional about having a a sustained police chief advisory council that has really a, a, a mission, a focus, and has, has a broad representation of the community. Um, it has been as part of the the safety, health, and accountability initiative. 
a justice initiative with the city council. That was one of the city council's goals for this two year biennium as well is reform police user advisory council um, and and utilize it on a regular basis as far as communication with the community. So it's it's really overall when you look at it, it's an engagement. It's it's direct intentional engagement with the community. Um, and that I, I can't say enough about really that's a trust builder. Like when we invite people in and they're part of our processes and we talk about things and and educate and learn and listen, um, that builds trust. Uh, it's it's hard to trust entities or agencies or government uh, units that you don't know a lot about and that you make a lot of assumptions or fill in gaps when you don't have all the facts or the information. So this is an opportunity just to build to build information and to build a network. You kind of touched on you know that trust thing. Why why is that you know so important that you're able to have open dialogue, open conversations with community members, so um, both sides can hopefully learn about where each side is coming from. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a big piece of it, right? Is that in in the last two years have been difficult in law enforcement. There's been a lot of assumptions and misperceptions and misinformation spread about law enforcement by you know, mostly by either bad actors or people with different intentions or by social media that is just misinformation that just like goes viral. Um, and that changes perception in community. I mean, trust is important. Uh, why is it's everyone's safety? You know, really, it really boils down to safety of the community. Um, police officers are out there to provide a service of safety and engagement. They're not out there to be, um, you know, to be, you know, soldiers in a community and, and occupy it. That's not a police officer's job or responsibility. Um, and that, if that belief is out there, and, and to, some people do think that, and they think that's when they see a police officer, a police car, that's what they think. Um, and we really need to break that perception and and provide factual information about what their job is, what their role is. But also, we need to hear that. Um, I have a lot of meetings with different community members at various times and go to coffee and, and go out and talk and listen. But this is really an opportunity to have one specific council that we have an ongoing relationship with um, because those those members in there also need to build that trust. Right? They need to know that when we're here to talk and have these conversations, it's about honesty and, and, and transparency and it's to build trust with each other so they feel like they can share um, what they want to share and what they're hearing in their community. And we may not always have an answer. We may, we may not, right? But um, we need to have those conversations, build it here and listen. The other part is, I, I think it's always a piece, and I, I've heard many police leaders that I've um, been been the pleasure of, of working for over my my long career, and a lot of people talk about this. And um, every single time we have an opportunity to build even one little bit of trust with the community, a community member. That's really a deposit, a very small deposit in a large bank account of trust, right? Because someday, given the nature of policing and what we do and what we deal with, we will need to take withdrawal from the trust bank. Um, we will be involved in an incident where if we don't have that trust up front with the community to know that we're doing the right thing, then that could either go really bad or it could go good in understanding that, hey, they have the job to do. It may not look good, but let's let's get the benefit of the doubt and wait till the evidence is in and figure it all out rather than jump into conclusions early on, but that's really built outside of crisis, right? Though that, that trust is built when crisis isn't happening. You cannot build trust during a crisis. <laughs> so that's, that's a big piece of this as well. So ongoing communication and dialogue. And so along those lines, um, 
how how are you seeing this this advisory council come together? What what sort of groups are going to be represented? You talked about you know you want these people to be able to come together and then also talk about what's happening with the police department in the community. Um, so what are you kind of looking for when you when you're putting this together? Yeah. So I, generally, I think I'm looking for about 20 members because we're always going to have a couple people who can't make a meeting or who you know, maybe their life changes and we lose a couple. So I, I want a core group of, of, of a good number of folks um, who can um, commit to being part of it. And um, so I, I'd say probably about 20 people is a reasonable number to shoot for. Um, and I, and I look, really, I'm looking for members who live within the city limits of Ben. It's important to get perspective from the people who actually live here. Um, and that, um, that have, I guess, better way to put it is to truly reflect our community. Um, so a wide variety of, of folks with lived experiences, different professions, different perceptions of policing. Um, what I'm not, and, and that's an important piece because I'm not looking for a bunch of people who love the cops. Like I could go and get a lot of people who come and support everything we do. And that's really, that would feel great. But that's part of the diversity of the group. Cause I also look for people who are a bit skeptical. Like they, they want to ask questions and wonder why. Um, and they may not be huge law enforcement fans, but um, but that's something that we have to hear as a law enforcement as well. Because when she, when you talk about change, or if you want to talk about what a community is feeling, you need to hear those opinions and listen to those thoughts as well. Um, different organizational memberships, whether it be neighborhood association, geographically representation from our from our city, uh, different interests, different um, racial and ethnic diversity, gender diversity, different life experiences. I think is a big one. You know, and that and that initial membership, I'm thinking, will be uh, two years, uh, and then we'll rotate people through. I want the opportunity for community members who want to be involved to be involved, and not not be able to do it for five plus years or something. Yeah, that's that's great to have that turnover and, and fresh perspectives. And and that's kind of something that stood out to me in what you were saying. You know, it's easy for you to go talk to a group of people who support law enforcement and that feels good. And um, but you really want to hear those that maybe don't have that trust with law enforcement. Is is that kind of what you're hoping to get out of this? Is that is that um, where can we improve? What can we do better type of feedback rather than just, hey, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I love people to tell us great job doing what we're doing. <laughs> and I happen to think we do do a great job. So, but um, absolutely, I think, you know, there there is not everyone thinks the same. And yep. uh, not everyone has had great experiences with law enforcement. Or maybe they've had a family member or an associate or a friend who hasn't had a great experience. I, I want to challenge a little bit the thought process that they read something on Facebook or Instagram. It wasn't a great experience. But, you know, I think a little more lived experiences are are valuable for us in law enforcement to understand impact of our work. And our work is impactful. We are one of the most impactful um, government employees out there as far as that daily impact to a life. There's not a lot of opportunity for customers to provide customer input to the police. Um, mm -hmm. It's really, it's, it's frequently a one-way street when you really think about it, right? Um, but we're, we have a, actually several ways that we're going to start uh, ramping up customer input and and feedback so we can understand that better and how we respond to our community. As you kind of uh, move forward with this council, that's probably going to be one of those ways that you're able to get that feedback for people. Um, uh, something that stood out to me, though, was um, you talking about continuing to improve. You feel like you're at a good spot, uh, but 
things can always be better. And I feel like that's um, a theme that we see here throughout the city, no matter what department you're in. Um, why is it important to have that that growth mindset? I mean, you've probably seen uh, in your long career people grow and change. And you mentioned, you know, law enforcement has grown and changed. So why is it important to kind of have that growth mindset and be adaptable as uh, you respond to different community needs? Yeah, you know, something about policing is, um, every police officer I know, and I was probably similar, you know, coming up through my career and working with different positions is the one thing I hated was change, <laughs> but one thing that was constant was change, right? All we ever did was change. It was, it's just in law enforcement, all we do is change. We have different, uh, and, and that's just, so the ability to change and adapt ongoing rapidly is critical to, to having good law enforcement and having the ability to adapt to those changes. And those those happen from legislative actions, you know, that that change laws on us to appellate court decisions or or um, or anything that changes about how we apply rules and laws um, to our training. Our training changes constantly. The, the, you know, the thoughts of five years ago is no longer the thoughts and training. So that changes rapidly. So we have to adapt as a profession, as individuals in law enforcement and. We adapt to what's called best practice. Um, you know, sometimes we even wonder, okay, what's best practice around whatever topic we're discussing in law enforcement because it changes so rapidly. Um, so the ability to adjust is really key to a, a law enforcement professional. I like to use the term that we're a learning agency. So a learning organization takes mistakes. We will make mistakes. We're humans. We're, you know, cops or law, law enforcement officers, police, whatever you want to call them. They're out in the community and, and and doing this work every day. I'm part of the community, and the things they're seeing, the 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 situations they have to basically pull up to in front of and react immediately. Um, it, they're fast paced. They're tense. They're changing. They're they're people in crisis. It's the person's probably one of their worst days of their lives when they have to call the police and we show up. So we're not seeing people when they want to see us. Um, and we have to build adapt to that. We have to change. And if something doesn't go exactly right, we debrief those, we discuss it, we have after action reports where we review it, and we take those lessons as learning lessons and we change what we do. So the next time, maybe we don't make the same mistake. So we're all about change. That's that's a good um mindset to have, I think, no matter what profession you're in, right? Or even in, just in life, that's probably a good thing to apply to life. Because like you said, the only constant is change. We're always going to see that. Um, so uh, as far as the advisory council, um, uh, how how can people get involved? Um, what can they do if they're interested in applying for this? Yeah, so um, we haven't made the announcement yet. Uh, when we do make the announcement, it'll be on our social media um, pages and community members who are interested will be um, required to go through the application process, give consent for a volunteer background. We we'll have to do a, a, a background check on anyone we allow in the building and go mm -hmm. through some, some, some of the information we would discuss. We probably wouldn't discuss just openly in the community, but this is a group who we look for advice from. Um, so some of it will be a little more, could be confidential or at least a little more protected. So we, we need to go through background. Um, and then Upon that process, we'll do um, potentially interviews with folks. If we have a really large number, we want to get the best best community members we can that are most connected, have the networks. We we do want people that are uh, truly have shown a history of respectful dialogue, respectful communications or engagement, that they they have integrity and that they're folks who really look to 
um, help the community change for the better. That's great. That's great. I, I love that. Um, I wanted to circle back really quick to kind of wrap things up with you. Um, you mentioned, you know, the last two years have been uh, more challenging for law enforcement. Um, what then kind of keeps you going? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What keeps you motivated um, to keep doing what you're doing? I like it. I enjoy this work. I, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be in this job for now 28 plus years if I didn't like it. Um, I, you know, I think every police officer that I've talked to when they're, when they're young and they want to be a police officer, they always say because they want to help people. You really get a variety of opportunities every day. It's different. We get, provide great equipment, um, great safety gear. We want our people to be safe. We want you to become a police officer. Um, we want you to come work here. So we'll put that out there. We are hiring. Um, but, I, you know, it's good really fun. Good fun. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. It's really all about helping people. That's the bottom line is um, why do we do this is because you're helping your community that you serve. But I look at it as being able to serve not only the community, but the people in the police department with my experience. I, I get to bring what I've learned for 28 years to another department and share what I've learned. Um, and I, that for me, that's what keeps me going um, is just that ability to continue to do that and make things better, uh, make things safer, make policing profession um, a true profession and continue with what we we built as, as an industry um, to continue to be better. Great. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you to Chief Krantz for joining us on the podcast this month. If you want to get involved with the Police Chief's Advisory Council, stay tuned to the City of Bend Police Department's social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always learn more about the Police Department at bendoregon.gov police. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music.